Today is March the 7th. How did God guide Israel? Let's find out together as we read Numbers 7 through 10. Our scripture reading today, number 7 through 10, is just a little bit tedious. In chapter 7, they dedicate the altar by uh, presenting offerings. Every day, they presented the same offering. Uh, each tribe of Israel came in succession to make their presentation. And uh, Numbers chapter 7 repeats exactly what they gave. It's 12 times the repetition of a certain number of things by measure that they gave. Important to know that everybody shared equally. In chapter 8, the Levites are dedicated to their tasks in the tabernacle. In chapter 9, we have the second Passover. And then in chapter 10, trumpets are made, they're sounded, and Israel departs. But in chapter 9, at the end of that chapter, we read a section that talks about how God guided Israel throughout the desert. What it boils down to is chapter 9, verse 18. They traveled and camped at the Lord's command, wherever he told them to go. They remained in their camp as long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle. So as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle, they knew to camp. When the cow cloud came off of the tabernacle and began to move, they very quickly would back up and follow. Israel had a very concrete way to let God guide them. We need the same today, don't we? Numbers 7 through 10, New Living Translation. Number seven. On the day Moses set up the tabernacle, he anointed it and set it apart as holy. He also anointed and set apart all its furnishings and the altar and its utensils. Then the leaders of Israel, the tribal leaders who had registered the troops, came and brought their offerings. Together they brought six large wagons and twelve oxen. There was a wagon for every two leaders and an ox for each leader. They presented these to the Lord in front of the tabernacle. Then the Lord said to Moses, Receive their gifts and use these oxen and wagons for transporting the tabernacle. Distribute them among the Levites according to the work they have to do. So Moses took the wagons and oxen and presented them to the Levites. He gave two wagons and four oxen to the Gershonite division for their work. He gave four wagons and eight oxen to the Merorite division for their work. All their work was done under the leadership of Ithamar, son of Aaron the priest. But he gave none of the wagons or oxen to the Kohathite division, since they were required to carry the sacred objects of the tabernacle on their shoulders. The leaders also presented dedication gifts for the altar at the time it was anointed. They each placed their gifts before the altar 
The Lord said to Moses, let one leader bring his gift each day for the dedication of the altar. On the first day, Nashon, son of Amminadab, leader of the tribe of Judah, presented his offering. His offering consisted of a silver platter weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. These were both filled with grain offerings of choice flour moistened with olive oil. He also brought a gold container weighing four ounces, which was filled with incense. He brought a young bull, a ram, and a one-year-old male lamb for a burnt offering, and a male goat for a sin offering. For a peace offering, he brought two bulls, five rams, five male goats, and five one-year-old male lambs. This was the offering brought by Nashon, son of Amminadab. On the second day, Nethanel, son of Zuar, leader of the tribe of Issachar, presented his offering. His offering consisted of a silver platter weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. These were both filled with grain offerings of choice flour moistened with olive oil. He also brought a gold container weighing four ounces, which was filled with incense. He brought a young bull, a ram, and a one-year-old male lamb for a burnt offering, and a male goat for a sin offering. For a peace offering, he brought two bulls, five rams, five male goats, and five one-year-old male lambs. This was the offering brought by Nephanel, son of Zuar. On the third day, Eliab, son of Helan, leader of the tribe of Zebulun, presented his offering. His offering consisted of a silver platter weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. These were both filled with grain offerings of choice flour moistened with olive oil. He also brought a gold container weighing four ounces, which was filled with incense. He brought a young bull, a ram, and a one-year-old male lamb for a burnt offering, and a male goat for a sin offering. For a peace offering, he brought two bulls, five rams, five male goats, and five one-year-old male lambs. This was the offering brought by Eliab, son of Helan. On the fourth day, Elazur, son of Shidur, leader of the tribe of Reuben, presented his offering. His offering consisted of a silver platter weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. These were both filled with grain offerings of choice flour moistened with olive oil. He also brought a gold container weighing four ounces, which was filled with incense. He brought a young bull, a ram, a one-year-old male lamb for a burnt offering, and a male goat for a sin offering. For a peace offering, he brought two bulls, five rams, five male goats, and five one-year-old male lambs. This was the offering brought by Elazur, son of Shidur. On the fifth day, 
Shelumiel, son of Zurishadai, leader of the tribe of Simeon, presented his offering. His offering consisted of a silver platter weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds, as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. These were both filled with grain offerings of choice flour, moistened with olive oil. He also brought a gold container weighing four ounces, which was filled with incense. He brought a young bull, a ram, and a one-year-old male lamb for a burnt offering, and a male goat for a sin offering. For a peace offering, he brought two bulls, five rams, five male goats, and five one-year-old male lambs. This was the offering brought by Shalumiel, son of Zerushadai. On the sixth day, Eliasaf, son of Deuel, leader of the tribe of Gad, presented his offering. His offering consisted of a silver platter weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds, as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. These were both filled with grain offerings of choice flour moistened with olive oil. He also brought a gold container weighing four ounces, which was filled with incense. He brought a young bowl of ram and a one-year-old male lamb for a burnt offering and a male goat for a sin offering. For a peace offering, he brought two bulls, five rams, five male goats, and five one-year-old male lambs. This was the offering brought by Eliasaf, son of Duel. On the seventh day, Elishama, son of Amihud, leader of the tribe of Ephraim, presented his offering. His offering consisted of a silver platter weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. These were both filled with grain offerings of choice flour, moistened with olive oil. He also brought a gold container weighing four ounces, which was filled with incense. He brought a young bull, a ram, and a one-year-old male lamb for a burnt offering and a male goat for a sin offering. For a peace offering, he brought two bulls, five rams, five male goats, and five one-year-old male lambs. This was the offering brought by Elishama, son of Amihud. On the eighth day, Gamaliel, son of Pedazur, leader of the tribe of Manasseh, presented his offering. His offering consisted of a silver platter weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. These were both filled with grain offerings of choice flour moistened with olive oil. He also brought a gold container weighing four ounces, which was filled with incense. He brought a young bull, a ram, and a one-year-old male lamb for a burnt offering, and a male goat for a sin offering. For a peace offering, he brought two bulls, five rams, five male goats, and five one-year-old male lambs. This was the offering brought by Gamaliel, son of Pedazur. On the ninth day, Abidan, son of Gideoni, 
leader of the tribe of Benjamin, presented his offering. His offering consisted of a silver platter weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. These were both filled with grain offerings of choice flour moistened with olive oil. He also brought a gold container weighing four ounces, which was filled with incense. He brought a young bull, a ram, and a one-year-old male lamb for a burnt offering, and a male goat for a sin offering. For a peace offering, he brought two bulls, five rams, five male goats, and five one-year-old male lambs. This was the offering brought by Abidan, son of Gideoni. On the tenth day, Ahiezer, son of Amishadai, leader of the tribe of Dan, presented his offering. His offering consisted of a silver platter weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. These were both filled with grain offerings of choice flour moistened with olive oil. He also brought a gold container weighing four ounces, which was filled with incense. He brought a young bull, a ram, and a one-year-old male lamb for a burnt offering, and a male goat for a sin offering. For a peace offering, he brought two bulls, five rams, five male goats, and five one-year-old male lambs. This was the offering brought by Ahiezer, son of Amishadai. On the eleventh day, Pagiel, son of Okran, leader of the tribe of Asher, presented his offering. His offering consisted of a silver platter weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. These were both filled with grain offerings of choice flour moistened with olive oil. He also brought a gold container weighing four ounces, which was filled with incense. He brought a young bull, a ram, and a one-year-old male lamb for a burnt offering, and a male goat for a sin offering. For a peace offering, he brought two bulls, five rams, five male goats, and five one-year-old male lambs. This was the offering brought by Pagiel, son of Okran. On the twelfth day, Ahira, son of Enan, leader of the tribe of Naphtali, presented his offering. His offering consisted of a silver platter weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. These were both filled with grain offerings of choice flour moistened with olive oil. He also brought a gold container weighing four ounces, which was filled with incense. He brought a young bull, a ram, and a one-year-old male goat for a burnt offering and a male goat for a sin offering. For a peace offering, he brought two bulls, five rams, five male goats, and five one-year-old male lambs. This was the offering brought by Ahira, son of Enan.
So this was the dedication offering brought by the leaders of Israel at the time the altar was anointed. Twelve silver platters, twelve silver basins, twelve gold incense containers. Each silver platter weighed three and a quarter pounds. Each silver basin weighed one and three quarter pounds. The total plate weight of silver was 60 pounds as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. Each of the 12 gold containers that was filled with incense weighed four ounces as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. The total weight of the gold was three pounds, 12 young bulls, 12 rams, and 12 one-year-old male lambs were donated for the burnt offerings, along with their prescribed grain offerings. Twelve male goats were brought for the sin offerings. Twenty-four bulls, sixty rams, sixty male goats, and sixty one-year-old male lambs were donated for the peace offerings. This was the dedication offering for the altar after it was anointed. Wherever Moses went in the tabernacle to speak with the Lord, he heard the voice speaking to him from behind the two cherubim above the ark's cover, the place of atonement that rests on the ark of the covenant. The Lord spoke to him from there. Numbers 8. The Lord said to Moses, Give Aaron the following instructions. When you set up the seven lamps in the lampstand, place them so their light shines forward in front of the lampstand. So Aaron did this. He set up the seven lamps so they reflected their light forward, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. The entire lampstand, from its base to its decorative blossoms, were made of beaten gold. It was built according to the exact design the Lord had shown Moses. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now set the Levites apart from the rest of the people of Israel and make them ceremonially clean. Do this by sprinkling them with the water of purification and have them shave their entire body and wash their clothing. They'll be ceremonially clean. Have them bring a young bull and a grain offering of choice flour, moistened with olive oil, along with the second young bull for a sin offering. Then assemble the whole community of Israel and present the Levites at the entrance of the tabernacle. When you present the Levites before the Lord, the people of Israel must lay their hands on them. Raising his hands, Aaron must then present the Levites to the Lord as a special offering from the people of Israel, thus dedicating them to the Lord's service. Next, the Levites will lay their hands on the heads of the young bulls, present one as a sin offering, the other as a burnt offering to the Lord, to purify purify the Levites and make them right with the Lord. Then have the Levites stand in front of Aaron and his sons, raise your hands and present them as a special offering to the Lord. In this way, you'll set the Levites apart from the rest of the people of Israel, and the Levites will belong to me. After this, they may go into the tabernacle to do their work because you have purified them and presented them as a special offering. Of all the people of Israel, the Levites are reserved for me. I've claimed them for myself in place of all the firstborn sons of the Israelites. I've taken the Levites as their substitutes. For all the firstborn males among the people of Israel are mine, both of people and of animals. I've set them apart for myself on the day I struck down all the firstborn sons 
of the Egyptians. Yes, I've claimed the Levites in place of all the firstborn sons of Israel. And of all the Israelites, I have assigned the Levites to Aaron and his son. They will serve in the tabernacle on behalf of the Israelites and make sacrifices to purify the people so no plague will strike them when they approach the sanctuary. So Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel dedicated the Levites, carefully following all the Lord's instructions to Moses. The Levites purified themselves from sin and washed their clothes, and Aaron lifted them up and presented them to the Lord as a special offering. He then offered a sacrifice to purify them and make them right with the Lord. After that, the Levites went into the tabernacle to perform their duties, assisting Aaron and his sons. So they carried out all the commands that the Lord gave Moses concerning the Levites. The Lord also instructed Moses, this is the rule the Levites must follow. They must begin serving in the tabernacle at the age of 25, and they must retire at the age of 50. After retirement, they may assist their fellow Levites by serving as guards at the tabernacle, but they may not officiate in the service. This is how you must assign duties to the Levites. Numbers 9. A year after Israel's departure from Egypt, the Lord spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai. In the first month of that year, he said, Tell the Israelites to celebrate the Passover at the prescribed time. At twilight on the fourteenth day of the first month, be sure to follow all my decrees and regulations concerning this celebration. So Moses told the people to celebrate the Passover in the wilderness of Sinai as twilight fell on the fourteenth day of the month. They celebrated the festival there, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. But some of the men had been ceremonially defiled by touching a dead body, so they couldn't celebrate the Passover that day. They came to Moses and Aaron that day and said, We've become ceremonially unclean by touching a dead body. But why should we be prevented from presenting the Lord's offering at the proper time with the rest of the Israelites? Moses answered, Wait here until I've received instructions for you from the Lord. This was the Lord's reply to Moses. Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If any of the people now or in future generations are ceremonially unclean at Passover time because of touching a dead body, or if they're on a journey and cannot be present at the ceremony, they may still celebrate the Lord's Passover. They must offer the Passover sacrifice one month later at twilight on the 14th day of the second month. They must eat the Passover lamb at that time with bitter salad greens and bread made without yeast. They must not leave any of the lamb until the next morning. They must not break any of its bones. They must follow all the normal regulations concerning the Passover. But those who neglect to celebrate the Passover at the regular time, even though they are ceremonially clean and not away on a trip, will be cut off from the community of Israel. If they fail to present the Lord's offering at the proper time, they will suffer the consequences of their guilt. If foreigners living among you want to celebrate the Passover to the land, they must follow these same decrees and regulations. The same laws apply both to native-born Israelites 
and to the foreigners living among you. On the day the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered it. But from evening until morning, the cloud over the tabernacle looked like a pillar of fire. This was the regular pattern. At night, the cloud that covered the tabernacle had the appearance of fire. When the cloud lifted from over the sacred tent, the people of Israel would break camp and follow it. Wherever the cloud settled, the people of Israel would set up camp. In this way, they traveled and camped at the Lord's command wherever he told them to go. Then they remained in their camp as long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle. If the cloud remained over the tabernacle for a long time, the Israelites stayed and performed their duty to the Lord. Sometimes the cloud would stay over the tabernacle for only a few days, so the people would stay for only a few days, as the Lord commanded. Then at the Lord's command, they would break camp and move on. Sometimes the cloud stayed only overnight and lifted the next morning. But day or night, when the cloud lifted, the people broke camp and moved on. Whether the cloud stayed above the tabernacle for two days, a month, or a year, the people of Israel stayed in camp and did not move on. But as soon as it lifted, they broke camp and moved on. So they camped or traveled at the Lord's command, and they did whatever the Lord had told them through Moses. Numbers 10. Now the Lord said to Moses, Make two trumpets of hammered silver for calling the community to assemble and for signaling the breaking of camp. When both trumpets are blown, everyone must gather, gather before you at the entrance of the tabernacle. But if only one trumpet is blown, then only the leaders, the heads of the clans of Israel, must present themselves to you. When you sound the signal to move on, the tribes camped on the east side of the tabernacle must break camp and move forward. When you sound the signal a second time, the tribes camped on the south will follow. You must sound short blasts as the signal for moving on. When you call the people to an assembly, blow the trumpets with a different signal. Only the priests, Aaron's descendants, are allowed to blow the trumpets. This is a permanent law for you to be observed from generation to generation. When you arrive in your own land and go to war against your enemies who attack you, sound the alarm with the trumpets. Then the Lord your God will remember you and rescue you from your enemies. Blow the trumpets in times of gladness too, sounding them at your annual festivals and at the beginning of each month. Blow the trumpets over your burnt offerings and peace offerings. The trumpets will remind your God of his covenant with you. I am the Lord your God. In the second year after Israel's departure from Egypt, on the twelfth day of the second month, the cloud lifted from the tabernacle of the covenant. So the Israelites set out from the wilderness of Sinai and traveled on from place to place until the cloud stopped in the wilderness of Paran. When the people set out for the first time following the instructions the Lord had given through Moses, Judah's troops led the way. They marched behind their banner. Their leader was Nashon, son of Amminadab. They were joined by the troops of the tribe of Issachar, led by Nethanel, son of Zuar, and the troops of the tribe of Zebulun, 
led by Eliab, son of Helan. Then the tabernacle was taken down. The Gershonite and Merarite divisions of the Levites were next in the line of march, carrying the tabernacle with them. Reuben's troops went next, marching behind their banner. Their leader was Elazur, son of Shedeor. They were joined by the troops of the tribe of Simeon, led by Shalumiel, son of Zurishadai, also the troops of the tribe of Gad, led by Eliasaph, son of Duel. Next came the Kohathite division of the Levites, carrying the sacred objects from the tabernacle before they arrived at the next camp. The tabernacle would already be set up at its new location. Ephraim's troops went next, marching behind their banner. Their leader was Elishama, son of Amihud. They were joined by the troops of the tribe of Manasseh, led by Gamaliel, son of Pedazur, and the troops of the tribe of Benjamin, led by Abidan, son of Gideoni. Dan's troops went last, marching behind their banner and serving as the rear guard for all the tribal camps. Their leader was Ahiezer, son of Amishadai. They were joined by the troops of the tribe of Asher, led by Pagiel, son of Akran, and the troops of the tribe of Naphtali, led by Ahira, son of Enan. This was the order in which the Israelites marched, division by division. One day Moses said to his brother-in-law, Hobab, son of Ruel the Midianite, We're on our way to the place the Lord promised us, for he said, I'll give it to you. Come with us and we'll treat you well, for the Lord has promised wonderful blessings for Israel. But Hobab replied, No, I'll not go. I must return to my own land and family. Please don't leave us, Moses pleaded. You know the places in the wilderness where we should camp. Come be our guide. If you do, we'll share with you all the blessings the Lord gives us. They marched for three days after leaving the mountain of the Lord with the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, moving ahead of them to show them where to stop and rest. As they moved each day, the cloud of the Lord hovered over them. Wherever the Ark set out, Moses would shout, Arise, O Lord, and let your enemies be scattered. Let them flee before you. When the ark was set down, he would say, Return, O Lord, to the countless thousands of Israel. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, We'll find out if Israel complained a lot.